2: Moderator
1: for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. At this point, if you're not racing toward the range, you're running off a cliff. It's high noon for Monday, August 30th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator. and the merch site is www.cancelcouture.com. If your browser is giving you issues, just type in shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture to go there direct. And I have two new t shirt designs, new merch Designs up this weekend. One of them says, Silence, communist. We'll take it from here. (laughs) Which cracks me up. Maybe you don't think it's funny. I don't care. I think it's funny. That's how this works. I laugh when I think things are funny, not when you do, because I don't know when you do. The other one says, They lied to you about a pandemic. And then the little graphic in the middle has a mask. A little uh, syringe with your vaccine, your shot, your jab. Got to get those jabs in those arms. Got to get some shots in some arms. Got to mandate vaccines to all of our slaves. I mean, citizens. And it has a house with a little lock because that house is locked down. So masks and lockdowns and vaccines don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic now. You might hear that and think, oh, the show's over. The show's not over. It's just starting. Today is the 222nd day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You thought you ran the clock out on January 20th, but that was just kickoff. All of you thought all your stresses would go away. You thought on election day it would just be confirmed that the whole country totally agrees with your woke point of view and your vote for Joe Biden. Oh, everybody just wants to go back to normal. We can't deal with this man on Twitter. Oh, he's orange and he's loud. And he says the no, no things to all the no, no people and the no, no people. They rejoice from their dirty rural homes and their small towns in their flyover states. I can just hear the no, no people rabble rousing every time I walk outside. We must do away with the no, no man. So we will all vote. We will all vote for Joe Biden. It doesn't matter that he was mentored by a Klansman. The only way to solve racism is to vote for Joe Biden. The only way to get America's standing back in the world is to give America away to all our foreign adversaries by voting for someone who is absolutely unequivocally and indisputably compromised by every single one of them that's what you thought commie but the election day it didn't quite deliver that that punch you really wanted it to pack oh all the no-no people they'll know our strength they'll know the righteousness of our cause as soon as they see that they lost The orange man lost the no-no people. All their votes have been shut down. They've been canceled out because we are the victors. We are the righteous. We are the majority and we will show all of them. Except that didn't happen. That didn't happen, did it, commies? You went to bed on election day knowing that your candidate got blown out. But, thank goodness, you wake up and you got NBC and CNN, and ABC, and the New York Times, all of them, they just said, hey, Kami, don't worry. That thing you thought last night, well, we took care of it. Because you were right. You were right. Everybody hates the no-no people just as much as you do. And so we took care of it overnight. And look at this. All of a sudden, hundreds of thousands of votes for your guy, And zero votes for the no no man. And so now we're gonna win, don't worry. It's only gonna be a couple more days, commies. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Take your time. We have time. We extended election day, we gave it five more weeks before the election, and then a couple more weeks after just however much we need, because we want to make sure that every single vote we can possibly find or make up gets counted. We don't want to shortchange any one of anyone else's votes. You see, you, Kami, you deserve 81 million votes just for you. So we're going to make sure that you can't be disenfranchised by anyone, making it so that we can't count 81 million votes if we want. It doesn't matter if each vote attaches to a single person. All that matters is that all those votes attach to all of you so that you'll all defend them. Will you just defend your vote? No. You'll defend at least 15 or 20 or 30 million fake votes because that's just what we got to do. It just is what it is. Now, all of you get out there and you go say you go repeat the slogan that it doesn't matter whether or not the vote is real or legal or has a chain of custody or came from an American citizen who is over 18 Let's get some felons votes. Let's get some votes on fake paper. We'll call them mail-in votes, even though they don't go in the mail. They just go to a Dropbox, and sometimes they don't even go to a Dropbox. Sometimes we just have them brought in by a van, straight to the center, nice and flat, pristine, perfect. Count the perfect votes. Count them all. How many are there? 20,000, 30,000? Doesn't matter. Count them. In fact... Put them through the machine four or five times, however many you need. Don't worry about it, because what we're going to do is we're going to count all the votes and we're going to make sure all the votes count. And what we're not going to do is care where those votes came from. And if you do care where they came from, if you raise a single goddamn point about where those votes came from, well, you're a domestic terrorist and a racist. You got that? So. All you commies heard on November 7th, the news told you, hey, commie, look at that. It only took five days, but now we're ahead. And now we feel very confident in claiming that Joe Biden somehow won. He got 81 million votes. Trump raised his vote total over 2016 by 12 million votes at least. And you know what? Son of a gun. Joe Biden. Gosh, he is so popular that without campaigning at all, without answering a single question. All he had to do was lie and show up for two debates. Just two debates, not three. Oh, we have COVID issues. Two debates. That's enough. Biden wins. 15 million more votes. Then Hillary Clinton, Trump goes up 12 million because everybody hates him so much and the polls are so against him. Amazing turnout numbers, just amazing. It must have been due to all those mail-in votes and the pandemic. But somehow, somehow in 2020, 27 million new Americans came out and voted because they knew how important it was. That the world knows Donald Trump's popularity going up 12 million votes. 20% of his 2016 total could not even touch how popular Joe Biden was. I mean, not in the first primary contest at all. In fact, Joe Biden wasn't popular at all anywhere until South Carolina, where that hero, Jim Clyburn, just got all of the South Carolina black people to vote for Joe Biden, the guy who was mentored by a Klansman. Totally random. It's crazy. The black people in South Carolina, they just love whatever pile of shit the Democrats put on their plates. That's what we're supposed to believe. That's what CNN and MSNBC tell us. That's what our very educated, very responsible, very woke Democrat Communist Party, who are not racist at all, That's what they tell us. Oh, it's just black turnout. You know, it's those South Carolina blacks. They love Democrats. That's what it is. Hey, everybody, the black people did it. So now you can't question it or else you're racist. It's almost like that's a thing for them. They put black people in a position of power So that they cannot be disputed. And I'm talking about even the concept of black people. Obviously, I'm not talking about actual black people because actual black people don't support this bullshit. So instead, they just take the concept of black people, say that black people's votes were the ones that saved Joe Biden from obviously losing a primary that everyone can see he was unprepared to even be running in physically and mentally unprepared. Not to mention Hunter's laptop and a million other things. But they'll just put up the concept of black people. And then everyone has to shut up. It's a great shield, isn't it? It's a shield and a sword. That's what they say. They don't like what you're doing. Well, you're racist. You don't like what they're doing. Oh, well, guess what? You're racist again. It's an attack and it's a defense. Very clever. But I know, Kami, I know all you did was vote. You don't want to have to be in these discussions. You don't want any of this to taint you morally. You don't want to hear about any of it. Oh, they're all just making such a big deal about Joe Biden's thing in Afghanistan. It's just all the conservative outlets trying to attack him because they can't attack him on how great the economy is or about inflation or about the job numbers or about how he set up a slave trade on the southern border. They can't attack him about those things. So, of course, they're attacking him about Afghanistan. And yes, I know that 13 soldiers died, but by percentage, it was very. Very rare. Death due to Afghanistan attacks is exceedingly rare. Isn't that right, commies? So it's not your not your problem at all. All you did was vote. And you thought that the clock had run out on January 20th when Joe Biden's fake inauguration was staged to please you. Because, you know, if you didn't see it happen for real with your own eyes, then you might believe that all those things the conspiracy theorists were saying could be right. You might believe, for instance, that an American president wouldn't just go off into that dark night knowing that the election had been defrauded. You might consider that as a possibility. Oh, hey, maybe Trump knows what happened and has something else up his sleeve. You might have had to consider that. So you were shown That Joe Biden actually got inaugurated. Because what would you have if you didn't have that, right? You had to see it. You had to witness it for yourself. I know everybody was social distanced and there were absolutely no American citizens anywhere watching the inauguration in person. No one celebrating it anywhere. In fact, there were barely any politicians there. There were barely any Supreme Court justices there. Thank goodness good old John Roberts was there, or it wouldn't have looked official at all, would it? But Donald Trump never conceded, and Donald Trump didn't go to that fake inauguration. And how often do you think about that, Commie? How often does that cross your mind? Do you ever think, oh, man, that's weird. Donald Trump never conceded, and he didn't go to the inauguration. Huh. You know, they keep telling me that everything through the Congress, it all went perfect. All those different things, they all went perfect. None of it is fraud. (laughs) Baseless claims. That's all we have. Don't let those doubts creep in, commie. Don't let them. No matter how bad things get, what we need from you is to never doubt it. Because if you doubt it, you might stop repeating the slogans. But here we are, seven plus months later, and nothing has changed for you, Kami. Isn't that so crazy that nothing has changed? You thought you ran out the clock. You thought you could just stop paying attention. Nothing would ever make you mad again. You just have your perfect little utopia just bubbling up. It's finally at the surface. Everybody can see my bubbles. They're floating away. You're just laying on a pond, on a lily pad, sunning yourself. (laughs) That's what it was all going to be like. You just had to get to January 20th. And then the media would tell you that Joe Biden really was president. And then that's it. That Trump thing is just over. All his supporters are gone. There were only 75 million of them anyway, not 81 million real people like we have. Right, commie? You're the majority, right? How is it that your majority isn't coming to your rescue? How is it that all of the stuff that you think is true keeps falling apart in front of your eyes? Isn't that strange, Kami? Isn't it strange that you have to see headlines about how it turns out that Pfizer's shot actually doesn't give you any immunity whatsoever? And now you see one like, oh, Pfizer was linked to the first vaccine death in New Zealand. Oh, what? There's not supposed to be any of those. Hey, coming. There's tens of thousands. Don't let me tell you that, though. Don't believe it till you see it on CNN. That's the way that you will be able to make good decisions in your life. You call me a conspiracy theorist when I'm giving you important information and then six months later when cnn tells you then you just shrug and say i guess the science has changed i'm okay right now though so it's probably no problem (laughs) and then you just push that little idea right to the back of your mind you know where all of those other insane doubts are all the ones saying Hey, Kami, you're a fraud. Hey, Kami, you don't know shit about this. Hey, Kami, maybe you should shut up online. (laughs) But none of those things are true, Kami. Don't worry. Just like the vaccine death thing isn't true. It's very rare. Probably only happened to somebody with extenuating circumstances. Not like COVID. (laughs) Not like the disease the vaccine is trying to prevent. That happens to everyone. I mean, especially everyone who is like over 80 years old and significantly sick and already dying. That's who it happens to for real. But sure, it happens to everyone. Hey, don't you know about long haul COVID? Oh, yeah, commie. We all know about long haul COVID. I don't know how we would ever get through that as a society. You know, three people who still experience fatigue, the horror. But here's the thing, Kami. You see, January 20th wasn't the end of your stress, okay? It was the beginning of your shame. Because at that point, you actively celebrated the theft of an American election. And, you know, I could give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you were simply fooled. But I don't believe that, okay? Okay. You knew it. And if you didn't know it, then you are. The sort of person who should be wearing a helmet outside. All right. That that is an indication of subnormal intelligence. All right. There is no way in the world that Donald Trump increased his vote by 12 million. And that Joe Biden, without campaigning, went and added 15 million onto Hillary Clinton's total. Okay, that didn't happen. And, you know, it didn't happen. And if you don't know it didn't happen. Then your brain doesn't work. All right. So, yes, I could give you that benefit of the doubt. Maybe you really are just a rock dumb child brained communist. Totally possible. If you want to claim that I will accept it. But more than likely. You are maliciously anti-American and more than maliciously anti-American, you are in a hate movement that focuses not on Donald Trump, but on Donald Trump's supporters. Again, Trump is just the avatar for your hatred. You had a chance to speak up to say that you don't agree with what's happening, but you decided you would benefit from it. That's what you really wanted. You had said so many good things about Joe Biden and uh, Democrat Communist Party policies. You pretended to be a feminist. You pretended that you were somehow part of the LGBTQIA movement. But you're not. You're just a liar. OK, you're just a bully. You're just someone who wanted to attack the people you hate with the tools your culture was giving you. So that you could feel powerful and righteous and everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. We know who you are. That's the thing we see you. All right. Everybody sees you and you are in the minority and you're acting that way. All right. You know how you go out with a bunch of friends, a group of friends, and there's always that one who gets really wasted or who talks way too loud or always makes terrible decisions and they kind of ruin the night for everybody. That's you commie. And the group of friends not being that person, that's all of us. And you see you're outnumbered. You just know other people like you and they all tell you that you're just fine which is a perfect reflection and encapsulation of the way you were raised by your new age parents who told you that everything you do is perfect while not paying attention to you at all. And you're probably a little mad right now because it's true. But all of us can see you, okay? Your shame is increasing every day in the eyes of the entire country and the more you continue to defend this the greater your shame grows i know that you think you're helping the cause you're helping to prop up the right and good side and no matter what no matter what he does at least he's not trump right commie isn't that the whole thing you voted for not trump and not because you're part of a hate movement right That would be crazy to think that you, you hero, are part of a hate movement that you just wandered into accidentally. You would never do something like that. I mean, you pay very careful attention to all the details of your life. And that's why you're still wearing a mask that doesn't work, because of how much attention you pay. Now, if you're the sort of commie, who actually has been paying attention the last few weeks. I don't know, maybe something in your life woke you up to the fact that the people like you are destroying society. Maybe your job is forcing you to take an experimental gene therapy. Maybe your school is forcing your child to wear a mask that will not protect them from a disease that cannot kill them but will certainly deprive their brain of oxygen and deprive them from forming emotional bonds with other people and understanding how to act in social environments, you know, childhood. Maybe those things happened. Or maybe you were actually watching television and saw a soldier's mother talk about how their son had just died in Afghanistan due entirely to malfeasance of the people you put in positions of power. You got that, commie? That's you that did that. We all see you. You think anyone over here on our side, you know, the majority, the people who voted for their candidate. And their candidate actually won. And you supported the theft of that election. Because of the hate in your heart. All those people, we see you, Kami, and we're not going to forget it. And if you're starting to realize that you ended up on the wrong side of everything. By accident, you got tricked you got peer pressured, you were just confused, you didn't put in enough time, whatever it is, if you're that person, good, good. I'm glad you're finding out now. It's better than finding out four weeks from now. Not as good as finding out a year and a half ago. Maybe you could have helped make a difference so that we wouldn't be in this position right now. But it's good you found out now. Hopefully you can save yourself from what's about to happen to all the other people who are still defending this. And if you have, well, hey, welcome back. Come on down to America. You got to migrate over here. All you have to do is leave all those stupid and evil communist ideas behind. Because if you don't do that, then there's really no way that you can redeem yourself. You can't still believe in all that stuff and function in America. All right. That's the deal. If you're down with the deal, then come on back. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Monday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, redeemable commies. Welcome to the show. This is all for you. Don't you understand, commies? That's why I spend my time talking directly to you. All right. The people on my side, they already understand what's happening. They understand the moral weight. Of what is going on in the world right now and how important it is to be on the right side of these issues, which requires them to actually think and learn about the issues and not just repeat what the television says. But I'm doing this for you, commies, because I have this crazy theory That to get America back to being America requires Americans. And it turns out that as long as you communists are living in this country and we don't want a civil war, which none of us want. The best way to get America back. Is to make sure everyone actually is an American. And we can do that by getting you to leave all the stupid and evil communist ideas behind, right? Because once all those terrible communist ideas are left behind and you actually think, oh yeah, it kind of does matter that we're teaching children math in school, then maybe we can get somewhere. But that requires you to admit that math isn't racist, which, you know, 15 years ago, If someone said something that retarded, everyone would have been like, hey, that is retarded. Now. You retards don't even think it's okay to say retarded. Much less dispute the fact that math is racist. Math is racist. That's what you guys think. Oh, you don't think it. OK, no worries then. Oh, yeah, you, you don't. You, you don't think it. All you did was vote. I I forgot, Tommy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you cannot be held responsible for the people who think that math is racist, except for the fact that you keep voting for them and empowering them. And then that's how those ideas get into uh, school boards, which is how they get into schools, which is how ideas that fucking retarded get pushed into the ears and brains of America's children, turning them into unconscionably evil communists like yourself, commie. You understand? That's why you don't start saying, oh, yeah, maybe math is racist. No, math isn't racist. Math is just numbers. And relying on just numbers or relying on evidence or logic or all those other things, those aren't racist either. In fact, here's the crazy thing, commie. Black and brown people, they have access to logic and reason and numbers and language too. I know, it's shocking. But you see, commie, you've done all this stuff. You're responsible for it. You take responsibility for it by casting your vote, proclaiming your intelligence when you are just one of the most ignorant people in the entire world, and then continuing to defend all of this still. And you see, sooner or later, Kami, the truth is going to be fully known by everyone. All right. We are already in a vast majority. I am saying that. But that's not everyone. And the levers of cultural power that you are controlled by, they haven't told you yet. That you're wrong, so you still don't know it. But everyone else does. At the time where you also know where you're wrong, it won't be my judgment that condemns you. That's not why I'm saying all this. I'm saying all this actually so that you figure out a way to make yourself redeemable before that time. But at that point, it won't be my judgment that condemns you, it'll be your own. All right? Because the thing is, If you try to go after it with the the ego and the bravado and pretending that you're way ahead of the curve, even though you're nine months behind it, no one's going to listen to you. People are going to laugh in your face if you apologize. That'll be cool. But you're not going to be able to apologize to yourself. You're going to spend the rest of your life knowing that you willfully supported a hate movement. All right. You went out there and promoted and accepted the idea that five-year-olds should be mandated to be injected with an experimental gene therapy that you know gives people heart problems. You're doing that right now, Kami. On August 30th, 2021, you are still doing that Commie, because you are so ignorant and so malicious, and you hate Donald Trump's supporters so much that there is nothing you're not prepared to disagree with them about and then enforce upon them if only you are given the power. But the truth is you don't have the balls to enforce any of it yourself. So instead You slough your power off onto proxies who are even more malicious than yourself. What does that sound like, commie? Does that sound like you're a good German? You are. And before we get into the big stuff, I want to make sure to note for all the commies out there that when you say there is no proof of election fraud, What you are really saying is there is no proof you aren't one of the dumbest people in the world. Okay? Let me remind you, commies. And I think that this is an important thing that we should all be reminding commies of constantly. The two biggest crises in their entire lives are the response to the coronavirus pandemic and election fraud against. The world's greatest superpower to overturn the election in that country. Okay. Those are two massive world issues, the likes of which none of us have seen since World War II, if you're old enough for that. Okay. So the two biggest issues of your lifetime, and you commies are among the last people in the world to not know the truth about them at all. You believe that you are so indisputably intelligent and so well-educated that it's impossible for you to be wrong about this stuff. And you know that's the case because there are other people just like you who agree with you. Well, congratulations, Kami. Go with that. But the truth is, you are among the last people in the entire world to still be wrong about the two most important things that will ever happen to you or around you, okay? You got to understand what that means. The last people in the entire world to know something that is happening to everyone, there's no way that you're the smart one, okay? So let's just get right there. We got to really understand that. So there's no proof of election fraud. That's where we are, except let's go to the Georgia Star News today. This is Laura Bagert who wrote this. 43,000 absentee ballot votes counted in DeKalb County 2020 election violated chain of custody rule. 43,907 of the 61,731 absentee ballots deposited in drop boxes in the November 2020 presidential election in DeKalb County, Georgia, 72% were counted in official tallies certified by the county and the state despite violating chain of custody requirements set forth in Georgia Emergency Rule 183-1141.8.14. That's too many numbers. Promulgated by the Georgia State Election Board at its July 1st, 2020 meeting. All right. So first of all, the first problem here is that the Georgia emergency rule was not enacted by Georgia's legislature. Okay. so already the changes they made to their election were illegal. That is true of all of these elections around the country. They all should have been thrown out just on that alone. And if you were an honest person instead of a communist commie, you would have just done that. You would have done it way before January 20th, and we wouldn't be having any of these problems or any of these discussions. That's what this would have looked like in a rational world, except we're not in a rational world. We are in the communist world right now. That rule states absentee ballots placed in drop boxes, quote, shall be immediately transported to the county registrar, end quote, by the two-person collection team, which is required to sign a ballot transfer form indicating the number of ballots picked up, the time the ballots were picked up, the location of the drop box, and that, quote, the county registrar or a designee thereof shall sign the ballot transfer form upon receipt of the ballots from the collection team, end quote. The Georgia Star News obtained 725 absentee ballot drop box transfer forms used in the November 2020 election in DeKalb County to document the chain of custody of the 61,731 absentee ballots deposited in drop boxes from the DeKalb County Law Department in response to an open records request. And you can see those. They have a link. Of the 61,731 absentee ballots to Cobb County recorded as being deposited into drop boxes during the November 2020 election, 46 percent or 28,194 of the absentee ballots were not documented as being received by the elections registrar or the director's designee until the day after they were collected from the drop box. That's not legal, even according to the illegal rule they put in place. The range in which absentee ballots were collected from drop boxes in DeKalb County and documented as received by the registrar the next day was between 13 and 22 hours or nearly a full day later. For another 26 percent representing 15,713 absentee ballots collected from drop boxes during the November 2020 election, there was no receipt time recorded at all by the collections by the elections office, as is required by the July 2020 emergency election code rule. All told, 43,907 absentee ballots deposited in drop boxes in DeKalb County were counted in the certified results of the November 3rd, 2020 election, despite being delivered to the registrar's office in clear violation of the chain of custody documentation of the Georgia State Election Board's July 2020 rule. That's almost 44,000 votes in One county, one county in Georgia that should not have been counted. How big was Joe Biden's fake win? Uh, About 12,000 votes. That's almost four times, four times the margin of victory. And that's only one county. That is only one county. Do you think They couldn't have figured this out if they had an investigation before pretending to inaugurate Joe Biden. Of course they could. But what happened there, commie? Oh, the corporations and the commie media and the commie big tech companies and the commie professors in the commie public health community, they all told you that this was a big lie and it was so dangerous. And if you guys keep talking about it, the FBI is going to have to stage another very violent insurrection. So be quiet, Americans. You're just going to have to sit this one out. The commies are in control now. And what happens in commie land stays in commie land because the commies are not going to let you talk. That's what the censorship is for, right? Commies. Oh, they're just trying to keep you safe. Commie. They're trying to make sure that no one has to hear the no, no words because that was the whole point anyway, right? Just vote for Joe Biden and no one ever has to hear the no, no words again. So this is what you voted for. But don't worry, Kami. No one is ever going to trace it back to you. It's not like you bragged about what you've done on social media for the last five years. No one will ever trace it back to you. They'll probably all forget. They'll all just dilute their moral responsibility just like you. And thank God you're the majority, right, Kami? Everybody will just be like, hey, all I did was vote. It's not my fault. No one's going to remember. Don't worry, Kami. But hey, at least the uh, stolen election is the only thing that you will feel a lifetime of shame over and not anything else. Oh, wait, what's that? Joe Biden is literally getting our soldiers killed on purpose. Can we say that yet? Can we say what's obviously true without getting all of the evidence yet? I think we can. But. If that's not good enough for you, let's at least see what Politico has to say about it. This is from today. Pentagon prepared for mass casualty attack at Kabul airport hours before the explosion. Isn't that amazing? They just knew some suicide bomber was going to come blow them all up. Detailed notes of three classified calls provided to Politico show top Pentagon officials knew of imminent threat but struggled to close Abbey Gate. Now, the first question you should ask upon seeing this story is, how did the notes of these classified calls make their way to Politico and why? Who stands to benefit? Well, if you're trying to make Joe Biden and his military commanders look bad, then you might give these notes of these classified calls over to the media and you would choose a media outlet who's interested in those same things in making Joe Biden look bad and happily taking down Millie or Austin or whichever of these other clowns are going along with Joe Biden's scheme to embarrass the country as much as possible while pulling us out of Afghanistan. Okay, so let me go through this again. Biden is being forced to take us out of Afghanistan. The military industrial complex in the deep state want to keep us in Afghanistan because Afghanistan is where they make a whole lot of money and control the opium trade and a variety of of rare earth minerals like lithium. China, on the other hand, would love to have Afghanistan for themselves and not have us in there. So would Russia, most likely. Now, there are different scenarios that could be at play. I don't want to get into those, but I will reiterate my point that I made probably two weeks ago or so when this all burst onto the world scene, That the media's reaction does not make sense here, okay? That's because there are factions in the media, and there are factions within among the people controlling Joe Biden, okay? So Joe Biden is compromised by absolutely everyone in the world. Because again, I'm not joking when I say that Joe Biden is the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history. That is a fact, okay? And this is despite Hunter Biden's laptops, which should completely sew that case up for everybody who thinks there are loose ends. There are not. Joe Biden is as corrupt as any American traitor in the history of the nation. There is no question about it. The only question at this point is whether or not Joe Biden is just actively a traitor who is happily working. On the behalf of other foreign adversaries, he might just be working as a result of compromise. It's a question as to whether or not he wants these results. So Joe Biden's going to pull out of Afghanistan, but he decides to delay until September 11th so that he can have a big celebration. Oh, a perfect 20th year anniversary. They always like celebrating the anniversaries of national tragedies. They love it. So that's his plan. And in the four months in between, right, May, June, July, August, and then a little bit of September. (laughs) So in that four months in between, Joe Biden, as the very legitimate commander in chief, takes responsibility of our withdrawal from Afghanistan. And the planning is done by Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley and whoever else in the military is responsible for this and whatever it was they planned has made it so that this is the most inept withdrawal imaginable with the greatest collateral damage and the greatest demoralization and embarrassment of our country that one could possibly imagine. All right. And so, One would think that unless they are specifically working for the benefit of our foreign adversaries, that this comes at a cost to them personally or reputationally for their organization. Now, why would you endure such a significant cost? Well, it would have to be worth it by some measure. And what could make something so embarrassing and so disgraceful worth it? It's possible that what makes it worth it is the hope that this being such a disgrace would get our military put right back into Afghanistan and we start the whole 20 year process over again. We put all the systems of corruption back in place. We just send thousands and thousands of troops off to die and spend Another $10 trillion there in the Middle East doing nothing to make America great. To make it so that your kids have a nice life. So that our country functions. Nope. Got to spend it in Afghanistan so that the military industrial complex in the deep state can have their cash cow back and have their base of corruption returned to them. So undermining Joe Biden's exit would be beneficial in that light if it got our military back into Afghanistan permanently. And so there are people that actually do have a motivation and a justification for what's happening right now. But none of this is random. None of this is people acting in good faith and mistakes were made. That's not what this is. And if that's as far as you get on this issue because you are re-addicting yourself to the central narrative? Oh, Fox is saying he's incompetent. Fox is saying this, Fox is saying that. Oh, yeah, well, Fox is finally attacking Joe Biden, so I guess they're back on our side. No, okay? Fox just has slightly different motivations than CNN has. That's it, all right? It's just factions warring over a narrative game. It doesn't change the reality on the ground. The reality on the ground is a disaster, and it's being shown to you falsely so that you will support one of these factions. So how does this classified material get to Politico? Well, it benefits one faction. So with that in mind, let's go to the article. This is uh, Laura Seligman. I don't know if I said that earlier. Just 24 hours before a suicide bomber detonated an explosive outside Hamid Karzai International Airport, senior military leaders gathered for the Pentagon's daily morning update on the deteriorating situation in Afghanistan. Speaking from a secure video conference room on the third floor of the Pentagon at 8 a.m. Wednesday or 4.30 p.m. in Kabul, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin instructed more than a dozen of the department's top leaders around the world to make preparations for an imminent mass casualty event, according to classified detailed notes of the gathering shared with Politico. All right. Again, classified notes are being given to the media, which they just put on out there during the meeting. General Mark Milley, the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, warned of, quote, significant and, quote, intelligence, indicating that the Islamic State's Afghan affiliate, ISIS-K, was planning a, quote, complex attack, the notes quoted him as saying. All right. So ISIS-K is a group they made up to blame stuff on. All right. Experts in the region say it's the Haqqani Network. Truth is, it's all part of the same thing. They're just saying it's ISIS-K so that they can brand this separate offshoot group and so that it doesn't sound like they're all just working together and the fake administration is working with them. ISIS was created under Barack Obama and John Brennan. You could even say it was created by them. Then when Donald Trump comes Into power. ISIS is gone. But now. ISIS-K. See how that works? ISIS got shut down. So they took a few years off. And now they've come back in a very scary variant. So now they're just ISIS-K. And they were planning a complex attack. Now, I'm not sure what was complex about it. It sounds to me like if I'm getting the story right from everyone who's saying the same story, it was just a suicide bomber who walked into a crowd and blew himself up. Is that a complex attack? I mean, I guess I don't know what the word complex means, but maybe Mark Milley does. He knows what a lot of things mean. He wants to understand white rage. Commanders calling in from Kabul relayed that the Abbey Gate – where American citizens had been told to gather in order to gain entrance to the airport, was highest risk and detailed their plans to protect the airport. I don't believe people get the incredible amount of risk on the ground, Austin said, according to the classified notes. On a separate call at four that afternoon or 1230 a.m. on Thursday in Kabul, the commanders detailed a plan to close Abbey Gate by Thursday afternoon Kabul time. But the Americans decided to keep the gate open longer than they wanted in order to allow their British allies who had accelerated their withdrawal timeline to continue evacuating their personnel based at the nearby Barron Hotel. Now, that is the same Barron Hotel where there was a rumored explosion also on Thursday. But now we have found out that may have just been a rumor. They're not sure. American troops were still processing entrance to the airport at Abbey Gate at roughly 6 p.m. in Kabul on Thursday when a suicide bomber detonated his explosive vest, killing nearly 200 people, including 13 U.S. service members. In the week before the attack, President Joe Biden and top administration officials repeatedly spoke in public about the general threat ISIS posed to the airport. Oh, it's not ISIS-K now. They're just going back to ISIS. Got it. See, they're very careful about language most of the time. When they need their language to move you in a certain direction, they will be very specific about their language. When they don't have that same need, they will be more general about their language. And then they will shift the language back only to the generality so that you in your head combine the two. All right. ISIS K only exists when they need to shift your focus in this paragraph. They say ISIS twice. No K is not that incredible. Repeatedly spoke about the general threat ISIS posed to the airport. Biden even cited that threat as a reason not to extend the military mission beyond August 31st. The president warned this weekend that an additional ISIS attack was highly likely. You got that? Isn't it amazing how much Joe Biden knows about the situation on the ground there? Yep, they got to push up that exit time because they know the big danger is incoming any moment. The account of the internal conversations among top Pentagon leaders in the hours leading up to Thursday's attack at the airport is based on classified notes from three separate calls provided to Politico and interviews with two defense officials with direct knowledge of the calls. Politico is withholding information from the Pentagon readouts that could affect ongoing military operations at Kabul Airport. Oh, it's so good that someone gave them to Politico. The transcript of these three conference calls authenticated by a defense official details conversations among the highest levels of Pentagon leadership. It makes clear that top officials were raising alarm bells and preparing for a potential attack that they had narrowed down to a handful of possible targets in a 24 to 48 hour time frame projections that ended up being deadly accurate. This story is based on the unlawful disclosure of classified information and internal deliberations of a sensitive nature. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby said in a statement, as soon as we became aware of the material divulged to the reporter, we engaged Politico at the highest levels to prevent the publication of information that would put our troops and our operations at the airport at greater risk. Oh, thank goodness they got in touch with Politico. We condemn the unlawful disclosure of classified information and oppose the publication of a story based on it. While a dangerous operation is ongoing, he continued. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness that he spoke up and said something. Who knows what would have happened if the enemy found out about their plans from Politico instead of from them. They're sharing intelligence with the Taliban. They talk about it. They've made statements about it. Who are they keeping this? grave national security threat intelligence from, if not the very people they're giving it to. Oh, it's just the American people. Got it. The White House declined to comment further. The intelligence about the security threat at Kabul airport detailed on the calls was relayed up and down the chain of command, according to a second defense official speaking on condition of anonymity to discuss top secret conversations. Oh, yeah, you're allowed to discuss top secret conversations as long as you're doing so on the condition of anonymity. The White House took the threat seriously and supported the commanders taking action as they deemed fit, the official said, adding there was no micromanagement from Washington of the effort to try to prevent this attack. And thank goodness. I mean, they didn't prevent the attack, but at least there was no interference with the White House. Measures to avert an imminent attack included closing two airport gates permanently, not the correct one, but the other two yeah, closed, notifying Taliban checkpoints of the potential threat and asking them to account for it in their screening procedures, which they clearly did not do. Limiting foot and vehicle traffic through a number of gates and issuing alerts to American citizens, warning them of specific threats at specific locations, the official said, Oh. Thank goodness they warned everybody else, or the attack that they allowed to happen could have been much worse. U.S. forces at HKIA, which is how they say, you know, in the lingo, that's how they refer to Hamid Karzai International Airport. HKIA. We're aware of and accounting for a variety of threats and exercising extreme vigilance, the official said, using an acronym for the Kabul airport. We took numerous actions to protect our forces and the evacuees, but no amount of effort will completely eliminate the threat of a determined enemy, even if we know exactly when the enemy is supposed to attack. And there has been plenty of intelligence to that effect coming out. Plenty of reporting, not in Politico, of course, not in official statements, just actually people on the ground. Who are being told what's happening because everybody there knows the clusterfuck is coming from inside the house. Yes, it's your very legitimate president, Joe Biden, your very legitimate CIA Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, your very legitimate Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, and your very legitimate chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley who are, in fact, directing all of this. Is it a disaster? Yeah. Should they be held accountable? Of course not. Why? Well, because if we held them accountable, then it would look like we made a mistake. And if we admitted that we made a mistake, then the actual communists out there might realize, oh man, they've been lying to us about this. What else could they be lying to us about? They lie about everything, Kami. That's the point. They lie about everything, Kami. Everything you think you know about politics and about world events, Kami, is wrong. Not most of it, all of it. You're not a little close. You're a world away all the time about absolutely all of it. And it's sad that you don't know that. It's even sadder that you don't know that while thinking that you're the smart person in the room. Now, naturally, Joe Biden's administration is making all of this much worse because that's what they do. John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman, was out today trying to excuse all this. And of course,
2: as always, he's got nothing. Uh, a more judicious approach about information release. So there there, there will probably become a time when we can be more forthcoming. Um, Now's not that time.
1: So we may not get answers at all, but we're definitely not getting them right now. Because right now, if we gave you all these answers, they would make us look really bad. And then people would be like, hey, you guys need to stop doing this right now. And maybe we need different people in here instead. But let's go to the phones.
2: Let me go to the phones here. Uh, I haven't done this at all yet. Uh, Alex Horton. Okay. We'll come
1: back to you, Alex. Jeff Shogel. John Kirby must have been so stoked about that non-question. Because then a non-answer is actually fitting.
0: Thanks. I have a question, and it's difficult, but I hope you can entertain it. Uh, according to Politico, the U.S. knew where the attack would, or roughly
1: where the attack would take place on Thursday, and when it would attack. When it would take place? Why were there U.S. troops at that gate at that time?
2: Jeff, um, what I can tell you is that uh, we have been monitoring as close as we can. Uh, intelligence that uh, led us to believe. Uh, that we were in a very dynamic and, in in some cases, specific uh, threat environment. Um. You got that? They were
1: monitoring very closely intelligence about the threat level that was very dynamic and, at times, specific. They were watching it, though. They sure were watching it. So that's my first answer. Do you understand it?
2: No? Okay, perfect. Uh, Number one, number two, uh, as General McKenzie said, we're going to we're going to investigate. We're going to get to the bottom uh, of what happened last Thursday. Uh, Thirteen precious lives were lost. We're going to take that seriously and we're going to and we're not going to investigate it in public. Everybody knows that the best response
1: to a callous and unnecessary discarding of human life is to eventually investigate it at some point to not let the public know anything about the investigation and definitely not to say anything now, because, again, if we say anything at all, we might look really bad and then people might want to
2: hold us accountable. Number three, I am absolutely not going to speak uh, to uh, uh, a press story that was informed by The unlawful disclosure of classified information uh, and sensitive deliberations here at the Pentagon, just not going to do. So first off, we're monitoring everything,
1: absolutely everything. And sometimes it's dynamic. Sometimes it's specific. We're going to investigate our massive failure eventually, but we're not going to tell you about it. And the last thing I want you to know is that there is no way in the world I'm going to respond to anything true because that'll make us look bad. And thank goodness this time I have the excuse of pretending that somehow it would be wrong or illegal for me to respond to that true information because it didn't come from the right place. But wait, 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 it gets so much worse. Joe Biden took revenge the other day with a drone strike on an ISIS-K planner. So, you know, he said he was going to hunt down people and and give them justice. So he really did it, according to the media. Now, they didn't have any names of those people that he killed. That was nothing. But. Thank goodness, yesterday, there was another opportunity for Joe Biden to take revenge. They heard that there was going to be a car bomb coming toward the airport. So they went out and launched a rocket strike against that car, and they took him out. Thank goodness, right? Score one for Joe Biden. We saved everybody. Oh, wait, what? It turns out that... That rocket strike, the car that it hit, was carrying a family of nine people. A family of nine people killed by a rocket attack, an interpreter, an army officer, a shopkeeper, and then six kids. Six kids, two two two-year-olds, a three-year-old, and a four-year-old, along with a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old. Even CNN reported it. How noble. CENTCOM issued a statement about it. We are aware of reports of civilian casualties following our strike on a vehicle in Kabul today. We are still assessing the results of this strike, which we know disrupted an imminent ISIS-K threat to the airport. What didn't they say right there? They said it disrupted an imminent threat by ISIS-K to the airport. They didn't say they stopped the threat, which they likely did not do because what they hit was a car full of civilians. We know that there were substantial and powerful Subsequent explosions resulting from the destruction of the vehicle, indicating a large amount of explosive material inside that may have caused additional casualties. It is unclear what may have happened, and we are investigating further. We would be deeply saddened by any potential loss of innocent life. Oh, you would be. I guess that clears it up. So Joe Biden, in an attempt to solve the narrative problem that he will not solve, by the way, because his real problem is reality. They do not control the narrative anymore. All right. You have to understand that we control the narrative. That's why they are freaking out and nothing is working for them. We wouldn't know about any of this if it happened five years ago or 10 years ago. We know about all of it now because we can force these stories out into the mainstream. They cannot silence us with all the censorship in the world. It's not working. So Joe Biden thought he was going to fix his narrative problem by drone striking a planner. And then this rocket attack on a car, but instead he killed a family of nine people. That's his revenge for the suicide bombing he allowed to happen. All right. That's his revenge for that. Now. Yesterday, after he was shamed into going to Dover Air Force Base to meet the caskets of these fallen soldiers, and after the families said specifically that they did not want him there because he is an illegitimate president, and he is the one responsible for this. They didn't want him there, but he went anyway because he had to. And him... And his trashy little wife and Lloyd Austin and Antony Blinken and Mark Milley, they stood there in their masks, watching these caskets pass them by. And Joe Biden looked at his watch. He needed to get out of there. He has another meeting for real. He was instructed only to stay for a short amount of time to look like he cared a lot. And then he's got a FEMA meeting, which is really just a photo op. He does his little FEMA speech. He reads that out. Then he gets asked about Afghanistan. He says first, well, I was told not to take any questions, but I'll take some questions. Somebody asked him about Afghanistan. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about Afghanistan right now. We've got this storm to worry about. We've got this storm I have to pretend to be very ahead of. This man is a national disgrace. This entire fake administration is a national disgrace. The fact that this was allowed to happen is a national disgrace. But that ain't on us, commies. That's on you. All right. That is on you. Okay, Biden voters, that's on you. All of you. If you have become a redeemable communist and you are realizing what has gone wrong. Then good. Come back to America and start talking about how you were wrong and start convincing the rest of your little commie friends who you've had a pod with throughout coronavirus, your your little pod friends, start telling them how wrong they all were. Okay, do something for your country, for yourself, for your society, for your culture and For your soul, honestly. For your own ability to go and show your face in public once this is all over. Start going out there and making a difference. And start convincing people. Start finding out about election fraud. Start finding out about the fact that it was not the big lie. That it's all real. Every single bit of it. And start standing up for the people who have been standing up for you While you were too busy participating in the party of false decorum, you were too busy focused on your own benefit to understand what was happening in the country and you were lying about it. So welcome back to America. But now it's time to get to work. Because otherwise you are going down with this ship, Okay, You cannot and will not dilute your moral responsibility. It is going to stick to you forever. It is a stain on your character that will not wash off until you do your part to get America back to what it's supposed to be right now. This is a national disgrace and you own it. Okay, this isn't some drug addict taking too much fentanyl and dying while resisting arrest. That is a sad event that happened. This is a national disgrace and you participated in it. Kami. Every single one of you is responsible for this. All right. This all of it was obvious and this is why you don't vote for Joe Biden. But you did it and you thought you were helping. Why? Because that's how you ignorant and detached and spoiled you are. So, Hey everybody, sorry to have one of those fiery podcasts. Sorry. It's not all just jokes and laughs, which I would honestly love, but this is how it is, man. You got to listen to what's going on right now. You know, Wendy Rogers was on that special episode of War Room last night, and I really do mean to wrap it up, and I will. Um, but Wendy Rogers was on War Room last night, and she was talking about a, uh, a, a Navy devil doc who was with the Marines, okay? So there were 12 Marines killed, and then this Navy devil doc. And she was relating a story about how his last words to his mom before he went there were don't worry my guys got my back right he just expected that he was okay cuz the marines knew what they were doing and no one was going to put them into harm's way that no matter what happened they were prepared for it and they were going to be okay and instead of the fake president and the fake leaders that he installed in the military brass, taking care of them and looking out for them. They had advanced knowledge of what was going to happen, and it happened anyway. Either because they wanted it to happen or because they were impotent and feckless and incompetent in preventing it from happening. And so he had all the faith in the world in those Marines around him, and it wasn't enough because these communists have allowed an illegitimate president to be installed as the leader of the free world. And they think it's funny. And. I don't know about all you, men, but I can't listen to stuff like that and not feel like this. You know, despite how I think that this is going to go down. And despite my belief that we will win in the end, this shit is disgusting. And watching Americans defend this illegitimate administration, this obviously illegitimate administration, and defend the Nazi regime that they are just enforcing on all of us every day, the vaccination, the racial division, all of it, absolutely all of it. Every single thing the Democrat Communist Party represents is absolutely reprehensible. It is absolutely antithetical to what this country was based on. This is disgusting. And anyone who is still defending this has a moral shame and a moral stain on them that will never wash off. This is absolutely reprehensible. Every single minute that goes by where people in America are defending this is a minute of unconscionable evil that has to be stood up to and defeated. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masked and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. and bit shoot. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your The merch site is cancelcouture.com or Go Direct, shop.spreadshirt.com, slash cancel couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko fi.com, slash I'm Your Moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes